Welcome to the Inside the Game podcast by Scores for Sport Management. Today I'm joined by Pete Strobel, um, who is currently the head coach of uh, the German BBL team Basketball Löwen Braunschweig. Pete can look back uh, at a great career as a pro playing in various countries across Europe. Um, after retiring from playing, he basically started working as an individual coach, individual trainer, building his uh, own player development company, the Scoring Factory in Pittsburgh. And over the years, he built that into one of the premier development programs in his area with many players from various countries uh, and places in the US traveling to, to work out with him, which has been great. And then uh, he moved on to coaching in the BBL, um, started working as an assistant coach for uh, Ratio Farm Ulm, and now he is a head coach. So we look forward to talking with him about his journey and, and you know how he um, got to where he is now and then what his plans are for the future. And uh, yeah, I hope you'll enjoy the chat with Pete. All right, welcome to the Inside the Game podcast by Scores for Sport Management. And today I'm excited to be joined by Pete Strobel. Hi, Pete. Hey, Garrett. Thanks for having me. How are things in Braunschweig? Things are great. I mean, this whole coronavirus situation has been very interesting for everybody in the world. You know, I, I feel selfish to talk about basketball and how much I miss being in the gym with my team. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. So I've been obviously reading the news and staying abreast of the information at hand. Uh, I hope the situation gets better and better and that we can return to quote unquote normal life. Mm-hmm. Where we're out and about, I'm, I'm very much a people person. I, I like to, to be around people. You know, I love to be in the gym, but I also enjoy being in the city and, and meeting new people and talking and just interacting. So it's been a weird time for that. I also must say it's been a blessing in disguise to have extra family time. Right. I mean, I know you're somebody that lives in the gym and, and that um, loves being in there with players and, and, you know, working with them and then helping them get better. But uh, yeah, the last six or yeah, a good six weeks have definitely been a challenge for all of us. And, spending more time with family and then doing that um, on a consistent basis definitely has has been great as well at least uh, that's how it felt here and it uh, was a different kind of life but it was good yeah exactly you know normally during a season you don't get a chance to see your kids as as much as you want to you know my wife and I have four right. kids so not only did I not have the opportunity to be in the gym they're training was practice and their training and everything was canceled school was canceled all of those things so it was nice to be in an apartment where you had a chance to catch up and to do things and to play jenga with your daughter and to go outside and play catch frisbee jump rope (laughs) soccer american football everything with your kids and just really make a lot of new special nice memories you know so I, i appreciate this i'm the type of guy that tries to find a positive in every situation. So I'm really thankful for this time. This time has been wonderful for that reason, the extra family time. Great, yeah. I, I think that's where it's all up to us to make, to do something positive with it and, and to use the time that we have wisely. 
Um, maybe an awkward transition, um, but you know, I mean, your your journey is impressive with what you've done over the years. How you uh, you're now the head coach at uh, in Braunschweig in the German BBL. But uh, can you give our listeners a little bit of background? Um, about your journey to becoming a coach now at Basketball Löwen Braunschweig and, and kind of, yeah, how you got to where you are now. I think the key, I mean, in my situation has just been doing things that I enjoy, doing things with passion, doing things that I love. I'm, I'm not sure that any of this, and I don't think this is the end, game by any means you know I, I have big dreams and goals of things i would like to accomplish but all of that starts with helping people so that's kind of where this all started i had a, a wonderful time having the opportunity to explore the world as a player myself mm -hmm. basketball gave me a chance to see america and then to see the world so i'm very thankful for this as you know i, I have a deep player development background right i simply love to be in the gym with players and to help hungry players that have ambition and goals. Uh, I love to, to break things down, small details, to communicate in a way that they understand, to teach them, to show them, to demonstrate, to explain. And through this pro process, of course, building trust so they believe in this process. I like to make people better. And that's, that's something I'm passionate about. That's something that, for whatever reason, seems to come natural to me and in, in, in my approach. So I spent a long time in Pittsburgh at the scoring factory, helping develop players. And some of those players went on to do very, very big things. And I'm proud of that. But I'm also proud of the players that learned valuable lessons that made them better students or brothers or boyfriends or future husbands or future fathers. So I've had the opportunity to interact with a lot of different people using basketball as a vehicle. A couple of years ago, I had the opportunity, I was asked, to be an assistant coach in Ulm. And it was a wonderful experience. I spent three years there with my mm -hmm. family and we accomplished a lot of great things. And through that process, I started to get an itch, which I think is also a healthy thing mm -hmm. where I was wondering what would I do differently? How would, how would I change perhaps some lineups or some plays or the defense or the rotation? So I started to have those ideas inside my head and Torsten Leibnant, head coach of Ulm at the time, was a very open guy, gave me great advice and helped me along my path. And I think all of that kind of was a springboard to help me take the next step, which was here to Braunschweig. And I'm super thankful to be here. I love Braunschweig. We love the city. My kids are completely acclimated and we're a big part of the community and we really enjoy it here. So basketball is a big, big part of our lives. As you know, my wife is also a former professional mm -hmm. athlete. So basketball is a, a big part of what we do. And as a family, we're, we're in a great place right now. Awesome. So you briefly mentioned the scoring factory, uh, just kind of blown by that. And for those that don't know, Pete actually founded the scoring factory and, and turned that into, well, I think one of the top player development programs over the years. And that's also where we actually met. Now, from my perspective, there is a little bit of a difference between having a player development program where it's all really focused on the one individual and how you go about it. And, and I saw firsthand that you have your own and unique way of how you interact with your players there, with the athletes, but also with the coaching staff. What was it that made that, that triggered 
the desire to be the coach of a pro team, if you kind of combine those two different um, ways of working with athletes, with players? You know, as, as a player development coach, your entire focus is on making people better. You're not really intertwined with the demands of playing time. You don't have the pressure of wins and losses. You don't deal with those things. So as soon as somebody shoots better, dribbles better, makes better reads, can play better defense, runs faster, jumps higher, all those different things that, that players want to work on. When you do that, you did a great job. As, as a head coach, obviously you're in a completely different world. It's still basketball, but you're in a completely different world because my job here and every head coach has this pressure. My job is to win. So understanding that I have to do what's best for the team is a little bit different than I have to do what's best for a certain player or a group of players that walks through the door investing time, money, effort, and energy into their own individual development. So as I continue to develop as a head coach, I think it's, it's vital that you find the right balance between those things. I think this year was a great chance to learn how to employ tools to make players better and to win games. So to me, I, I think we've done a wonderful job here in Braunschweig already in year one which unfortunately was cut short, but mm -hmm. already in year one, we've had players like Kareem Yalo, who made huge strides this season. So I'm not sure if all of that is directly related to our physical approach, our mental approach as a team, or also has something to do with the individual breakdowns and film sessions and conversations and all the things that we pointed out throughout the course of the season to help a guy like Kareem grow. I, I think he showed wonderful development but that takes a lot of discipline also on the player's behalf to trust, to believe, to know that the, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So as a head coach, obviously my number one job is to win games, mm -hmm. but my heart, my passion will always be deeply connected to helping players improve. So I, I think what we have here in Braunschweig is special. I think our entire approach is, is designed and set up for players. And again, they have to be hungry. They have to want to work. They have to have a great attitude, all those things. But for a hungry student to come here and be in the same classroom as, as a hungry teacher, because that's something I care deeply about. And I want to teach each of them individually, knowing full well that they're all very, very different. And I want to take all those pieces and put them together into a puzzle. And that means making the right reads, all right, designing the right defense, making sure you make the necessary adjustments and choices of plays to utilize the talent that we have at hand. So I don't think there's a cookie cutter approach into doing that. And I know full well that our talent and our players and our personnel may be very different from year to year to year. So I embrace the idea of adjusting to my own approach to figure out what works best for us as a team taking into full consideration what works best for each individual. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I mean, that, so you're basically combining your passion with the player development and then put that in the team concept. That's, that's great. Um, and you mentioned that after the, the, the three years with Ulm, it, you kind of wanted to see how does this all work? If I can make my own decisions, what will I, I look out? What, what will I look for? When you started scouting and recruiting for your own team, 
what was what what was it that you were looking for specifically were there any pointers where you said these are like non-negotiable for me this is how i want to go about it you have to keep in mind that last year was my first summer i was entering my first summer as a head coach so there was things i had in my head for sure but i didn't walk into a situation where i had full control and i decided everything i was walking into a situation where everything was new. There was new doors, there was new couches to sit on, yeah. there was new desks to sit on, new chairs, new people to introduce myself to. So in that situation, obviously I worked hand in hand with our general manager, Sebastian Schmidt. I had to meet everybody from our club and the team and the board and all those different things to figure out decision-wise, how do we best go about making these player decisions as a collective group? Moving forward, obviously, this season has been an eye-opener for me in, in learning what I like, what I don't like, what I want in the future. If I could say anything, uh, I would give a huge compliment to somebody that I, I look up to as a role model in John Patrick in Ludwigsburg, and that it seems to be that he has almost a brand new team every single season, but he always finds guys that fit his style. He always has guys that compete really hard. He always has guys that are very hungry to prove something. So for me, and I, and I think we, we tried this last season, but for me moving forward, there's a non-negotiable that everybody that ever plays for Pete Strobel from here on out, I, I want them to have a, a deep passion to play as a team. And to, that always to me starts with defense. That's one of the most unselfish things you could do on the basketball court is to in, invest in the team by giving everything of yourself. And that means competing at a very high level, whether you're on the ball, whether you're off the ball, whether you should rotate, whether you should help. So those are things that are quote unquote non-negotiables for me moving forward. I also want to give a, a huge, just a little bit of admiration to the way that Berlin plays. And I think there's a lot of things at play there. All right. I, th I think Coach Aito has, has done a wonderful job implementing some of the things that he's proven that he can do through the course of the years. But their general manager, I mean, just everything that they've done in their player selection, they have really smart players that can make reads, that have a bit of freedom on offense, that seem to be able to punish you depending on how you play defense. So in a perfect world, I would love to have players that compete like animals on defense. Mm -hmm. And then play with a certain joy and freedom and unselfishness where they're not robots on the offensive end. That, that would be beautiful basketball to me. That would be something that I would like to make sure that, that we bring to Braunschweig moving forward. And then at the end of the day, anybody that's here, I take it upon myself, just my own passion, that I have a job, a responsibility to every player that walks through that door to make sure that they leave better when, when they're done here. So. That's something that I promise just from the bottom of the heart that any player that comes to Braunschweig, any player that, that I am lucky enough to coach, and that's really how I look at it, I have a responsibility to make them better. And that means physically, that means mentally. So at, at this level, at the professional level, guys aren't going to grow another couple of centimeters. Guys might get a kilo or two stronger. Guys might be able to get a little bit faster. But guys are really, really going to improve mentally. So... Those are things, basketball IQ, learning the game, learning how to play as a team, learning how to sacrifice. Those are things that I feel we implement and discuss and talk about every single day. 
but you have to do it in a special way so that players don't get bored of hearing the same message. You need to give the same message in a different way. So mm-hmm. that's the challenge of every great communicator. That's the challenge of every great coach. And someday uh, I hope to be in a conversation. That's something that I have to earn. That's something that, that I work on every single day to make sure that that comes true. So the non-negotiables for me would be that guys are coming here knowing that they're sacrificing of themselves for the good of the team. And that starts with defense. And if they can do that, if they're willing to work hard every single day, if they're willing to listen, they're also going to have a lot of freedom on the offensive end. Okay. So now all the players that listen to this know what's going to be asked and what they need to show you if they want an opportunity to have a job with you. I think that's a great roadmap. And yeah, now, now you guys know. Now you already mentioned the first thing to do for a pro coach at this level is always to win games. Um, when you don't have the biggest budget and you kind of have to you know, also take a chance here or there, eventually you will have a younger player in there or you will have somebody in there that has a chip on his shoulder for some other reason comes for a lower price. So it's also somebody where development and, and giving opportunities plays a big role. How do you manage um, that winning while developing players? How, how do you feel? I mean, it's a passion of yours to develop players, but you know, with the expectation to win games first, how do you balance or manage that as a, as a head coach at this level? To me, I, I think it's, absolutely possible to do both i must mention that if a coach has the highest budget in a league in a country they don't have to necessarily gamble they don't necessarily have to take chances they don't necessarily have to quote unquote develop talent so we're in a situation and, I, and i'm happy to be in this situation we're in a situation where we do need to take some chances here and there and I think some of those gambles have worked out wonderfully. Somebody else, I, I think that people don't realize what a huge development he had this season is Tommy Kleipais. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy was in Braunschweig the past four seasons and showed statistical growth from year to year to year. But I think if you look at this season, his efficiency, his decision-making, the way he truly developed as a clear leader, I mean, that's that was wonderful. And that's something that, I love them like family. You know, I, I have a, I don't want to say a problem, but I have a tendency to fall in love with the players that I work with because I can relate to guys that have a high motor. I can relate to guys that are hungry. I can relate to guys that have something to, to prove. I can relate to guys that simply love to be in the gym, that are there before practice, work as hard as they possibly can, and they want to stay after because it's fun and they enjoy it. So every player that comes here, uh, I sincerely promise them that they're going to improve but again it, it takes a guy that that wants that growth so a guy like Tommy Claypice that showed all of that growth and all that improvement that's going to help him which means that's going to help him wherever he goes in his future life when he's a coach in the future when he's a father when he's a leader of whatever he's doing in the future this was a chance for him to learn and grow so to me it goes above and beyond basketball tying that together with what we have to do with potentially having a smaller budget, I take that as a challenge. And that's a challenge that I'll never back away from. And I'll never back away from any challenge. So that's something that simply represents the parameters that we have. And coincidentally, it's, it's something that I think is one of, one of our strengths. So in terms of developing talent, 
I'm actually glad that we have a chance to do that. Okay, and and you know, once that moment hits where adversity comes, you know, where something doesn't work the way that you know maybe everybody wishes for, what's the best way to kind of keep going and and how to get that across to your players? I think it all comes down to what the fans see, what the board sees, what the typical day-to-day -day person sees, and what the rest mm -hmm. of the league and the country sees, right? So they see the game, or they see the games plural. That's all they see. They look right. at the, the stats. They look at the record. They look at the standings. They see, did you win or did you lose, right? And if you lost by one or if you lost by 100, you lost. If you won by 100 or you won by one by a lucky tip-in or a referee call or whatever the case may be, then you won. So that adversity from winning or losing, I think is something that every head coach has to learn how to deal with. For me, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. I trust what I do. I believe in what I do. I know that nothing in life is ever going to be perfect. So I simply give everything I have to give and you invest in the team. You give to the team, you try things. Trial and error is a very important process for every coach and every team and every company on earth. So this year we, we had some ups, we had some downs. I think overall we showed a lot of growth. I think we were hitting a nice curve and in the process of, of showing further development, you know that we had some players come and go and we had adversity through the course of a season. So a lot was thrown at us. A lot was thrown at me as a first year head coach here in Braunschweig. And I think we handled it well. I think it was good to go through that. And I think moving forward, all of that just further goes into thickening your skin and, and giving you deeper resolve into believing in what you do. And I think that we're on the right track with that. And I, I firmly believe that. So adversity to me is, is an opportunity to grow. Developing players while knowing that you're under the, the constant eye of winning. I think our own fans here, and our, I must say that our fans were great from day one and they got better every single home game. There was more fans. We had the best attendance that we've ever had from what I'm told from the past. So I think people recognize that we played really hard. I think people recognize that we played very aggressive. I think people recognize that we tried to give everything that we had to give. And I think our own fan base recognizes perhaps we don't have the money of some of those top clubs. We don't have the money of a EuroLeague club, but we beat some Champions League teams. We beat some Euro Cup teams. So we're fighters. And that's definitely a part of my personality. That's, that's definitely something that I need players to feel inside. So you mentioned having a chip on your shoulder. To me, that's great because I have something to prove and I need players that have something to prove. As the year went on, I, I had this feeling that our fans understood us more, you know, with more public relations events and more interviews and more meet and greets and all of those different things. I think our fan base grew accustomed to me and my personality, grew accustomed to our team and our approach. So I really feel that, that all of that is going in the right direction. I'm super excited about next year. You know, I, I, it's overwhelming when you think about the fans going without their money that they paid for tickets and all those things right. that, that fans across Germany have done to support their, their club. Our fans have done that here, and that, that shows that they care about us. And, and I hope that they know and feel how much we care about them and how much we promise to leave it all on the floor every game we play next season and beyond. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't know what the future holds in terms of when fans could come back to games and all of those different questions that, that need to be answered by the health officials. But I feel like we're building something special in Braunschweig and the Volkswagen Halle was was a pretty cool home environment that I look forward to every fan inviting another fan and, and eventually packing the entire place and making one of the best home environments all of in all of Germany. Well, it's it's uh, great to hear your passion. You know, after this one, first season in Braunschweig as a head coach that was cut short, as we all know, and hearing you speak about well the enthusiasm you have for the future here and and building something in Braunschweig um, and hearing your passion about your players and, and hearing you talk and speak about their growth of course your focus right now is on Braunschweig and developing the, that program more and further on and, and establishing it but uh, without trying to go too far ahead what is your personal goal Where do you want to be in a few years? First and foremost, uh, I want to be the best father I can possibly be. I want to be the best husband I can possibly be. I want to be the best friend I can possibly be. So I want to be able to lay my head on my pillow every single night when I go to bed and feel like I did good things. I have no regrets. I said what I thought was true. Even if I hurt somebody's feelings, I have an honest approach. So I, I want to be a good person. I want to do things the right way. I want to win championships, but I want to do it the right way. All right. So it's not a very individual approach. I want to drag people along with me. I want to push people along with me. I want to do things together. I like the idea of accomplishing something as a team where everybody feels that they're a big part of that. So I have to say that first and foremost. If you're asking me, and I know you're going to ask me because that answer wasn't good enough for you. If you're asking <laughs> me where I would like to be in three to five to 10 years, I want to be a EuroLeague head coach. And I know that to do that, I need to win games. I know to do that, I need to develop talent. I know to do that, I need to continue to have more experiences, good and bad. I need more adversity. I need more success. And, and all of that will combine together to, to be whatever that experiment is meant to be, to be my own experiences and then I have a choice of how I use those so I think all of us looking in in the rear view we can look back in our past and find something that was very motivating but also something that was very hurtful something that that made you learn a deep lesson so every single loss that we have feels like a tiny little piece of my heart breaks man it's like it hurts it hurts inside your soul I feel completely responsible it Losing is something that sucks. So sitting on a long bus ride for hours and feeling like, man, we lost. Why? How? How do we make sure that never happens again? How do we correct this? Moving forward into next week, what drills do we need to do? What video do we need to watch? What things do we need to adjust to make sure that we're a better team from day to day, from week to week, from month to month? Those are, those are things that, I mean, that's simply how my mind works. So I want to be at the very top. If I'm doing something, I want to win. If I'm playing checkers, if I'm running a race, anything that I'm doing, I'm going to give everything I possibly have to give and I want to win, right? So whatever the parameters are, whatever the restrictions are, whatever pair of handcuffs there are, I want to break free and I want to overachieve and I want to do more than whatever somebody expected of us. The key word there is us. If I can continue to make people better around me, to overachieve with the people around me, to win with the people around me, 
then I think at the end of the day that we'll all have such huge success that nobody needs to worry about what happens to me. And I don't even really want to think in terms of I. I think that's a great response. And I appreciate that you did give me a goal <laughs> in your answer. I knew you would keep asking. I, I, I think you, you have a very uh, unique and inspiring way of communicating, you know, about your family, about your, your work and, and your passion. And um, for those that don't know you, I think once they step into the gym and actually see you work, um, they know that's real. And the passion is visible and, and it's really fun to watch, to see you interact. And I can say that from my own experience, seeing you work. So I look forward to following your journey and uh, staying in touch with you throughout that. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you for your time today. Garrett, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure speaking yeah. with you. I hope whatever players hear this, find some type of inspiration in knowing that you get what you put in. Hard work will lead you on the path to success. And that's something you can, you can count on. And that feels good. Perfect ending. Thank you, Pete. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this chat with Pete. Um, some valuable insight that he gave into his journey. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, Pete actually also wrote a book called Backspin, which you can uh, find on Amazon as a Kindle edition. And uh, yeah, it gives you some good insight into his career and, and how playing overseas has been for him. So in addition to this podcast, that is something that I can especially recommend for other players. So go check it out if you want to. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show and hope to have you back in our audience for one of our future podcasts. Have a great day and uh, thanks for listening to the Inside the Game podcast by Sports for Sport Management.